So while I was up in the balcony fluffing all that garland, I had this song going through my head over and over and over, and I'm kind of humming it because I'm all by myself and they're playing Christmas music. And a particular line from that song, it's, I won't waste one more minute of my life by Jamie Lula. It struck me differently. And that different strike launched a whole different talk for today. So here's that line. I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. He says, I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. Isn't that huge? What a powerful statement. And if you've never heard the song, let me know and I'll give you a link. I've included a copy of the lyrics in your programs, and that is where those come into play. But reading them does not give you the whole picture. Jamie Lula, if you've hung out with me for any period of time, you will know this. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. Period. Not just in the new thought or or spiritual genre. He is one of my favorites. He's a force to be reckoned with and a truly amazing person. And so much of the time... When I need a little bit of divine guidance, I find a song of Jamie's floating through my mind. And I've learned that that's a cue to pay attention to whatever's going on, whether it's in that moment or within whatever I'm experiencing in my life at that time. So I'm going to throw this out here. To Jamie, if you ever hear this later on when it's uploaded to the interwebs, know that your voice brings me clarity even when I don't know I need it. So thank you, sir. And hopefully this new sermon direction will feed you like his music feeds me. Now, if you've been here already this month, you remember that we've been doing mindfulness practices to begin our time together each week. And today we'll do our last one. And as you might expect, it's going to center around that Jamie Lula line. So close your eyes, breathe deeply, fill your lungs all the way, and slowly release, and repeat silently, I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. And focus on that. Let it go through your mind and then begin listing in your mind all the things you have to be grateful for. And as your list continues and lengthens, then begin whispering those things you're grateful for out loud. Send it out into this space. Send it out into law that it may be. And begin stating them louder. Let your intention be heard.
and louder still. And finally say internally, I now see I have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. And as you feel that affirmation settling deep within, you may begin to return to this space. And when you're ready, open your eyes. So today we're going to reflect on gratitude. Every Thanksgiving, I think about a specific passage from the Science of Mind textbook on 497. And you heard a little of it. Actually, you heard the expanded version earlier. And this little snippet is, in everything, give thanks. An attitude of gratitude is most salutary and bespeaks the realization that we are now in heaven. And it's English lesson time. As a diehard logophile, a lover of words, it pains me to tell you that this lesson will only be a few sentences long. See, I I am capable of self-control occasionally. So, What does salutary mean? Some of the synonyms are healthy, invigorating, good, helpful, advantageous, and now a 21st century English lesson. Let's put bespeak into language we might use today with the synonyms testify, affirm, announce, indicate, verify, and verify is a form of the Latin veritas, meaning truth. So verify means to prove true, or in modern terms, to tell the truth, and nothing but the truth. So let's, with that new knowledge, let's look at that quote again. In everything give thanks. An attitude of gratitude is most advantageous and indicates that we are now in heaven. Or how about... In everything, give thanks. An attitude of gratitude is most invigorating and affirms the realization that we are now in heaven. Or one more, I promise it's the last. In everything, give thanks. An attitude of gratitude is most healthy and reveals the truth that we are now in heaven. Did you know that science has now proven that an attitude of gratitude is indeed incredibly healthy. I'm not talking about just from a spiritual or mental perspective, but they've proven that gratitude has a most salutary effect on the body. In 1993, so this is almost 20 years ago, a research team led by Glenn Rhine and Roland McCrady measured the effect of certain emotions on human DNA. And participants in the experiment included a test group of individuals who were trained and experienced in heart maths coherence building techniques. And there was also a control group that was not. And these people with the heart math um, training they knew how to truly focus in and manifest 
within them the emotion that was brought to them. They were trained to create it within themselves, not to merely think about it. So each test group participant in this first phase held a DNA sample in a test tube, and they were directed to use three different methods, one at a time, in separate trials to make a sample wind or unwind, those strands. Each control group participant only focused on achieving the same result using the one method, focusing on winding and unwinding, okay? This sought to prove or disprove the influence of intention on human DNA. And they got the results they were looking for. But they wanted to take things even further. And so from the group of participants who'd been trained in those heart math techniques, the researchers took DNA samples of those subjects when they were feeling gratitude, love, and appreciation and then again, when they were feeling anger, fear, frustration, or stress. And when the subjects felt anger, fear, frustration, or stress, their DNA responded by significantly tightening up. It became shorter and switched off many of the DNA codes. But when the subjects felt love, joy, gratitude and appreciation, that shut down retraction of the DNA codes was reversed. And the DNA codes, strands, significantly relaxed, unwound, and here's the thing, they actually lengthened, something that had not previously been seen. This experiment, incidentally, this experiment was later followed up by testing HIV-positive patients, and they discovered that feelings of love, gratitude, and appreciation increased their body's resistance to the virus, get this, up to 300,000 times. That's pretty huge. It's pretty impressive evidence that walking in gratitude is a good idea, right? And if you guys want to read the full studies, I can provide links, but I got to warn you, they may require the use of an interpreter because it's all very clinical and kind of confusing, even for my own word-loving brain. I am not a science brain. Words, yes. Science, no. So, moving on. For what shall we be grateful? Well, Ernest Holmes says, in everything, give thanks. And I agree. But typically, we give thanks for things we have, for our relationships, for our health, for our spiritual community here, for our jobs, for our stuff. And of course, that is wonderful. And in the past, we've looked at being grateful in advance for the relationships and health and jobs and stuff we're looking to experience in our lives. And that is also wonderful. And we've also looked at being grateful for the wonderful God qualities, those spiritual gifts, those divine birthrights that we each possess. And again, 
It's wonderful. And we've looked at the things about ourselves or our life experiences that we tend to hide. The things we keep locked away. And we have found things to be grateful for in them. And without a doubt, that too is terrific, right? We have even looked at the stuff in our lives we might label yucky. And we've said we want to be grateful for that as well. And we call forth a blessing for it. Do you remember that? That was several months ago. You may remember Emma Curtis Hopkins' affirmation for any challenge in her life. This too is good. This too is God. This too is for me. And I demand to see the blessing in it. I love that. I demand to see it. But that is not where we're going to focus our gratitude today. You might be saying, if I'm not going to be grateful for the things in my life, if I'm not going to be grateful for the future things in my life, if I'm not going to be grateful for my spiritual gifts, if I'm not going to be grateful for the challenges and learning opportunities in my life, well, then there's nothing left. Oh, contraire, my friends. Oh, contraire. How about these? One, oneness. I am grateful that there is a singular presence in this universe that runs in, through, and as all things. I'm grateful that this singular presence, this presence called God, mind, spirit, intelligence, Allah, love, Yahweh, energy, or whatever else you want to call it, it's the very essence of who I am and is the very essence of who you are. It is as near as our breath, as close as our hands and feet. And this presence is good. It is only good all the time. It knows only life-affirming creativity. It knows only to further the expression of beauty and joy and peace and harmony and love and abundance because that is its very nature. And that, too, is my very nature. And it is your very nature as well. Now, two and three are kind of a combo, two-for-one deal. And that's the trinity of being and divine creative process. This one singular presence operates infallibly through a process called law to create form. God thinks and God's thoughts are operated on by law to manifest form. God said, Let there be light. And there was. And this process operates infallibly in me as well. I think, I feel, I believe. And that which I think, feel, and believe also is operated upon by this infallible law to bring experiences into my life. And that which you think, feel, and believe is also operated on by this infallible law to bring experiences in your life. So on to four, affirmative prayer. We just went over this last month. 
I am grateful. Actually, it was like three weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I am grateful that I can align myself with the beauty, peace, harmony, joy, and plenty of the universe, and that I have this infallible law to work to create those experiences in my life through prayer. And so can and have you. Five is free will and choice. I am grateful that I, that we, always, always, always stand at choice. And I know you have heard me say this probably a few hundred times so far, and I promise you that that isn't going away. Everything, everything is a choice. Remember what we talked about last week. We were made in the image and likeness of the divine and imbued with all the qualities of the divine, including the ability to choose. At any moment, we can choose to experience freedom or bondage, love or hate. And if we don't like the results of a choice we made, we can change it and change our experience. Moving on to six, reciprocity. I am grateful that the universe does respond to us according to that which we think, feel, and believe. That what we are to the world, the world is to us. And again, if we don't like what the world is being to us, we have the power within ourselves, that God-given, God-ordained power to change it. On to seven, abundance. I am grateful, eternally grateful, that I live in a world of infinite abundance, and all I have to do to see that is look around at the leaves on the trees or the ground, on the ground right now, the stars in the sky, the grains of sand on the beach, the vastness of the ocean, or all of you. And that this abundance is my divine inheritance simply because I am, as are you. Eight is forgiveness. That's another choice. I am thankful for an incredible tool for aligning myself with the flow of life that I can use at any moment of the day. The tool of forgiveness. Forgiveness, in my personal experience, is the most profound, life-changing choice we can make. You can choose to forgive tremendous things, things which hurt and frighten, things which overwhelm. And the moment you choose to forgive, the fear drops, the stress drops, the anger and hurt drop. They don't fall away in that moment, but they begin to and they steadily decrease. So make the choice to forgive yourself and others. Nine is immortality, and this is a big one. It's a huge concept that can take a lot more discussion than we can have in this moment, but that's a talk we can have together if you make the time to come hang out. 
It is a tough concept to wrap your brain around, but it's a game changer. And here it is. I am thankful that my essence, the truth of who I am, did not start with this body, nor does it end with this body. The essence of who we are is on an eternal journey. Yeah, that's a big one to swallow, right? Ten is Christ consciousness. And finally this morning, I am so, so grateful for that Jewish mystic who walked the earth over 2,000 years ago to show us the way. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the anointed one. The man who did not know where he started and God stopped. Or where God started and he stopped. The man who said, this and more you can do. As soon as I recognize the truth about me, I bring into my being the Christ consciousness. Who knows those things I just described? Those 10 lists. Anybody have any idea? Those are the 10 core concepts um, or foundational beliefs in religious science, which is a huge chunk of our new thought practice here. And today, I am eternally grateful for these beliefs and for a man named Ernest Holmes who studied many different religions and took what he thought was the most powerful from each one and created the science of mind. I'm thankful that he existed, that he was such a prolific writer, and that those writings and my parents have steered me along a strikingly similar path toward greater understanding. Yes, mine is tweaked a little bit, but I think it's taking Ernest's vision and expanding on it. I am grateful that I am part of a teaching that advances the knowledge of the spiritual system in which we are living, and that we are bold enough to bring traditional ancient values of spirituality into today. Jesus knew exactly these things we teach. I'm grateful that I live in a spiritual system that enabled me to develop a consciousness like those who came here before me. Those great people who have made this place what it is. Those people who may perhaps have attracted you to be here right now. Because together we shall bless the world by not only thinking and talking about what is important in a universal way, but by having the courage to live with that kind of integrity and to know, to really know with a capital now that every person, every single one represents God. So remember, we have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. Yes, let's be grateful for the things in our lives right now. The future things in our lives, our spiritual gifts, our shadows and things that we may keep locked away. 
And let's be grateful even for the challenges and learning opportunities in our lives. And today, let us possess a grateful presence for the spiritual system in which we live and how it operates in and through our lives. Let us be grateful for the evolution of humankind as well as our own personal evolution. Where were you a year ago in your consciousness? Two years, three, ten. Have you expanded your awareness of who you are and of life itself? Of course you have. I have. And if you take a look, you'll see it. Plain as day. It is time to be overwhelmingly, exuberantly grateful for this. When we learn to celebrate our own nature, we celebrate the nature of God. That is possessing a grateful presence. Thank you.